You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lounging with Skip. Um, today I'm sitting here with a man that has, you know, done a lot. Um, went from being a music entertainer to an entertainment lawyer. I'm sitting here with Otis Hayes III. I welcome you. Thank you, Skip. Thank you for, for you know, lounging with yeah, you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Cheers. I'm, yeah, cheers. I know I've been talking to you a lot about, you know what I'm saying, the podcast. So yes. to have you actually lounging with me, you know what I'm saying, and having a conversation is, is definitely a, um, a plus, and I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me, bro. Um, I like to break it down, you know, from the beginning of your beginnings, <clears throat> where you were, you know, born and, and things of that nature, what mm-hmm. brought you... Um, Cause you're not from out here. You're not. No, actually, I mean, actually, I was born here, but I grew up in Texas. Grew up in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. So yeah, went down south, man. It was quite an experience, but um, quite frankly, you got to watch Macaulay. Yeah, I mean, you don't need a coaster. You okay, can okay. Put your drink wherever you want, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, so you were born in Texas. Born, born, born out here in L.A. Okay, born but, out here in, in, what, in what part of L.A.? Um, Inglewood. You was born in Inglewood? Mm-hmm. Okay, around off West Street, you remember? Uh, it was View Park Hospital. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm, okay. So, mom got remarried. We moved to Texas, mm. Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's where I grew up. Mm. How was that growing up for you in Austin, Texas? It was, um, it was, an, an, <laughs> You know, I don't think they were ready for us to move in the neighborhood. Let's put it that way. Mm. Uh, we were the only black family that moved in this neighborhood. Okay. And they let us know that they weren't, we weren't welcome. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know, I, we, actually, we actually had to cross mm. burn it in the yard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it was, really? a, oh man, I, I have experiences for you, but uh, I, have, I have stories. Okay. Uh, so... so, so Coming up in that in that era in that time, um, was that where music sparked the interest for you? No, music sparked my interest just just from my uh, my, my father okay. and my mom. Mom's a singer, but my dad's a jazz pianist. His name is Otis Hayes too. I'm the mm. third. There's mm. three of us, mm. and uh, I learned he's a family. He just passed away last year, mm. April of tenth, mm. and uh, but he was my inspiration. He was my guidance. He taught me. Uh, gave me all my uh, direction when it came to what I what I needed to know musically mm. and what I need to to be a- achieving and and things that I should be reaching for. So he was a big influence. <clears throat> um, he worked with a lot of greats, Sammy Davis Jr. He was actually <laughs> the piano player. You see him on uh, on Hello, the 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 uh, movie Hello Dolly okay. with uh, Barbara Streisand. He's uh, he's in the band there with with. With uh, Louis Armstrong, Your dad. my dad, yeah, mm. he's playing piano wow. in that okay. film, uh, on film. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so he's he's a he was a diehard jazz musician, and uh, he eventually moved to Kansas City, mm. and because that's where people kind of appreciated his his art form more. Okay. People didn't really appreciate it here in L.A., mm, okay. you know, jazz. Right. Mm. So that's where he ended up. <clears throat> yeah, coming but, from the Midwest, that's just like a jazz influence. Yeah, big time. Mm. 
So that's where my thing was. So I kind of knew early that that's what I, I wanted to do. By how early? I was I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade. So yeah. about 10 years old. Yeah. Okay. I was 10 years old. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to be doing music. Let's figure out what I'm going to play. Mm. Uh, I had asthma when mm. I was young. So I tried to blow a saxophone and, you know, the lungs didn't allow, <laughs> allow me to do that. So my mom was like, okay, why don't you play the drums? I go, okay. Yeah. So decided to play the drums and I just took that and ran with it. Okay. And so, um, so you got your first drum set. Mm-hmm. So you in the house banging on the drums, banging wow. on the drum set, making all kind of noise, mm-hmm. constantly just playing, practicing all the time. Okay. Uh, you know, I was in band fifth, sixth grade, all the way up through high school. You know, music programs, band programs, doing on the com- drums, on the drums okay. uh, percussion and drums, um, playing in all the jazz bands. Um, I pretty much uh, did all the. I was the top. I would be the, the number one uh, seat in the competitions I would go to. Okay. They had all state competitions, all city, all district, all this, all that. And this is in high school? This is in high school, junior okay. high and high school. Okay. So that was like my love. That's what I did. <clears throat> so, now, were there other kids that were like, you know, laughing or making fun of you because you were playing these instruments? No, actually, they no, they weren't. Okay. No. Um, you know, I, I, had, I had friends that were... That were jocks, you say. That were, you know, uh, and uh, an athlete, athlete, athlete mm-hmm. you know, a football team and basketball team, and they respected what I did. I respected what they did. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was it was cool. And uh, in Texas, you know, it's it's, it's a pretty <laughs> football and band go together. You know, okay, it's, it's, yeah. it's huge down there. So. So you were the, you were part of the band. Part of the band, yeah. During during the football games. Football games. On yeah. the drums. On the snare drum. Okay, snare yeah, drum. Yeah, marching band. Yeah. Good. And then I played in the, the jazz bands and stuff like that and all that. So So once you finished high school, graduated from high school, then what? Then I went to North Texas State. It was a jazz school in Texas, one of the uh, better jazz programs in the country, mm-hmm. um, such as Berkeley, Indiana. Uh, these are really good jazz programs. North Texas was was par with with these other schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was lucky that it was in state tuition. You know, mm-hmm. it was just right up the road from me, up in Dallas, wow. near Dallas, so about three hours okay. away from Austin. Okay. Okay. So I moved up there, and uh, you know, lived in the dorm and um, mm-hmm. the whole the whole shebang, and and uh, start really getting really really serious about music composition and jazz composition and performance and uh, and majored in jazz. Jazz performance. Now, at this particular time, what um, jazz artists were you listening to? That in you know, any all of them, any and everyone who was who you would you know pattern yourself after. You know, you would as a drummer. I was listening to Tony Williams, Elvin Jones, Max Roach, Art Blakey, um, all the greats, Philly Joe Jones, um, and it just it just sprouted out from there. Okay. Um, that was where the root came from, and then you you branch out and you listen to some more modern drummers, uh, and try to pattern yourself after these other guys, uh, you know, uh, Omar Hakim and and Vinny Caliuta, um, and uh, you know, um, the names are just just go for forever. I mean, just there's just so many great drummers out there, and I listen to them all, <clears throat> um, and that's that's what develop helped me develop my my technique and style. So okay. yeah, so this was going on during college and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. So you graduated from college. Uh, 
not from North Texas State. Okay. I figured what I wanted to do was go on the road and play. So I guess after my third year, I, you know, I started working the Dallas Fort Worth area uh, and start taking less and less classes. Um, and eventually, I decided to just move out to LA. Mm. So your third year in college. Well, let's say let's say fourth year. I was, you know, you were close to I, I wasn't a junior, but I was in my fourth year of college. Okay, okay. <laughs> I should have been right, a senior, right, but right, you know. Right. So that's interesting. So in the very towards the end of college, you said, you know what, I need to go do this. Uh, yep, that's what wow. I did. Wow. Yep. So so you um, moved out to L.A. I now, moved out to L.A. Now around what year was this? This is around eighty nine, mm. nineteen ninety. Mm. So when I first got out here, first thing I did was toured Europe. I went to Europe and did a. A, uh, a Broadway play, West Side Story. So you, when you got out here, that's when you linked up with the actual play. I linked up. This was through um, a girlfriend I was dating at the time. Her name was Ivy Fox, um, and she, fabulous dancer, very talented. She's still uh, she lives in New York, uh, and she was doing the doing the show. And she said, "Hey, you know, the, the, they need a drummer for the show. Would you be interested in doing it?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" Mm-hmm. So I hopped on the tour, mm-hmm. and I pretty much toured Europe, Western Europe, for about nine months doing wow. doing West Side Story, which was it, it was fabulous. I mean, right. Linda Bernstein. I mean, it, you know, it was, wow. and I was the only percussionist, only drummer actually uh, uh, doing the show. We, we traveled with 14 musicians, so. Um, I had to do that whole book myself. It was now. Now, was, now, now, were your parents were they upset with the fact that you left college and they and not moved out to LA? My mom not upset, but yeah, she would rather me, you know, of course, finish the the degree. My father, he's a jazz musician. He, you know, he was like, you know, this is go. what you want to do. Go play. You need to play. So uh, he didn't. There was not any resistance from him at all. Right. And you know, uh, they were together when I was a child. You know, they had separated when I was five. Okay. So, um, uh, but me and my father would stay tight, stay close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't. There was no no um, objection to that. So you go out here on this tour, and you're experiencing tour life. Playing, you know, percussion on, on this play. Nine months. You come back from that. Now what do you do? I gotta find a job. <laughs> okay. Okay, reality sits in. Okay. I'm out of work. Mm. I gotta figure out what to do. So yeah. what, you would think that the money that you made from that, you kind of no. Make that yeah, you're young. You're spending money. No. You're, you know, your days off. You'll you hop on a plane and go to see some country or do whatever. And you're spending the money. Mm. You know. When you're young, you're not thinking of saving and doing stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> so when I got back here, I you know I was doing local gigs, playing a lot of local things. Um, started a project with another buddy of mine. It was a it was a uh, a rock group, a black rock group, all mm. all brothers mm. playing rock and roll. Mm. We called ourselves Civil Right, R I T, Civil Right. And um, you know we were just playing around town. You know, just trying to trying to get a record deal. Okay. And as we, this group, as with this group, okay. we had several bites. Matter of fact, um, I had we had uh, a meeting with um, uh, dang, uh, I can't remember his name right now. It was like a manager. No, rapper uh, from NWA. Um, MC Moran. No, uh, he had the beats. No. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Yeah, the we met with Dr. Dre because Dr. Dre was gonna have this uh, this this rock rap section of his label, mm. and of we were of ruthless. Yeah, and we were gonna be the first 
Oh, not Ruse at that time. No, Death Row. Yeah, it was Death Row. Mm. We were gonna be that. We were gonna be that first artist that's gonna to launch it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> but at the time, I think uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, was going through some issues. I think that they had some problems with uh, Snoop's manager, where there was uh, allegations of a fire, someone being shot. Uh, so the attorneys in that situation were had to go deal with that. They weren't really looking at trying to draft draft any documents and move this thing forward. So this got put on hold. Okay. Uh, so that didn't move it, move forward. So did you ever meet Doctor? Yeah, yeah, we met at, we met at his house. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, what was that like? It was a trip, man. I we pull up, <laughs> and you know, I mean, the whole house was just shaking. He has a studio in the back, and mm-hmm. we go down this long hallway, and mm-hmm. and you know, all you hear is these beats coming out of this mm-hmm. back room. <laughs> a lot of smoke coming from that okay. room too. So you know, right, 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 right. they're in there getting busy, mm-hmm. you know, working. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so Snoop was back there dropping beats, and uh, they they were constantly just, just just putting it out. So that didn't pan through. Did you all continue on as Civil Right? We continued on. Uh, my buddy Tory Ruffin, it's it's his group. He went, he started the group, brought me in. Um, he he continued it. We all kind of went different separate ways, but he kept that group going, um, and. Um, so yeah so I had to do some other things so you know while I'm doing that here I am I'm working at a job at Northrop Grumman in the Northrop Grumman it's a defense uh, contracting uh, like Boeing okay but the North Lockheed Boeing Northrop Grumman okay. Northrop Grumman is a company that built the B2 bomber okay uh, and their their office is their main office is uh, in Century City. Okay. So I got me a little job at the loading dock down there, you know, bringing on all the uh, all, all the, the deliveries in, you know, controlling that. So I did that during the day. Mm. I was gigging at night. Mm. And then this, um, uh, I got a call to audition for The Temptations. Mm. Um, so went on that audition. They decided to use me. Mm. And I was on that gig for a good four years. So you were the playing drummer. drums, playing drums for the Temptations. Yes, when they were on tour, tour. TV, film, anything, everything. Mm. Uh, when I was with the Temps, my lineup was uh, the Temptations were Otis Williams, Melvin Franklin, mm. Ron Tyson, Richard Street, and Ollie Woodson. Okay. That was my lineup, mm. and. Um, so since then, what was we, that like? What was that like? Oh man, it was it was an, it was heaven, bro. I was yeah. like, now were you, you still be... working at the other job? No, no, at this I no, I was done. I'm oh. I'm out on the road now. You know, I'm working forty weeks out of the year. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm we're moving. They're out all the time. Wow, they're out all the time. So I was doing that, <clears throat> and um, now I remember you you know you know us speaking about the whole thing. When did everything happen with Ice T? Um, this was after the, the temps came. Okay, so the, after the temps, four years you were doing that. What ended that to where that was? I, 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 sh- I separated my shoulder, my left shoulder. Mm. Being stupid. What were you doing? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, this is how not to lose a gig, man. You know, so we're just we're you know we're on the bus. I think we're going from Tennessee to, to Detroit or something, getting ready to play the state. 
uh, theater. And uh, it was late at night, 3 o'clock. You know, everybody, the bus stops, people get out and stretch and stuff. Mm. So me and the guitar player decided to have a foot race. Foot race, okay. Yeah, you know, we up, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, mm. you know, so... You know, we went to get some exercise, and he started, you know, hollering and screaming like he ran track in high school and how fast he was. I said, okay, well, let's see what's going on. So <laughs> we decided to have a foot race. Bass player, Kerry Term, is at the end, you know, he holding his, holds right. his hands out. Yeah. So we do a little 50-yard dash, uh-huh. and, you know, of course I beat him, uh-huh. but I couldn't slow my feet down. Mm. I went tumbling really? on, the, on the asphalt. Really? Went tumbling, tried to roll, figured I'm going to roll through this and not just fall on my face. So I'm going to try to do a little tumble, right? Uh-huh. I landed right on my left shoulder, and I, I tried to get up. I got up, and I said, I won, I won. I lifted my right arm. It went up. I tried to lift my left arm. It wasn't moving. Mm. wasn't moving. I was like, oh, okay, something's wrong. And then it started hitting me. Oh, shoot, I can't play. I can't play the show. So they had to get a sub drummer that night. To come in there and play the show in Detroit. You know, here they are, Temptations going home at the Fox, I think, were playing. And um, <laughs> I couldn't play the show because my shoulder was in a so sling. you had to go to the hospital? Okay. They dropped me off at the hospital emergency. And uh, they pretty much said, we'll see you later. For real? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, they said, go, uh, we'll fly you home, go home and rest up. And uh, we'll see you later. Well, the see you later never came. Wow. So you just keep on stepping. They kept they kept the cat they were using, and they said, "No, we're just gonna keep 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 you know, Buster. Everything's cool." So okay. (laughs) Well, you know, you had your four year run. I had a four year run. It was good. I mean, you know, it was long enough being out on the road that long, man. You know. So okay, that's that's crazy. So to come back from that, you got well. Now you're like, what now? So run now here, you know, civil rights. Me and Tori, we're out there trying to bang it out doing the black rock thing. We got the rock group kicking. We out there. Wow. We out there, and uh, so we're playing these same shows with Body Count, Ice T, and Body Count, Mm. and these other black rock groups like Living Color. And it was like they started this group, this coalition, the Black Rock Coalition. And so, you know, so we can just kind of all be in this whole thing together. So we would do shows up and down Sunset Boulevard, you know, around L.A. Every night? No, not every night, but, you know, occasionally. Mm. Uh, And eventually, you know, so I started getting up in that that little camp. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that's when... uh, so uh, Beatmaster V was uh, the drummer for Body Count, Ice T. Mm. He passed away from leukemia, mm. and when he passed away, they needed a drummer. They needed somebody, a, a, a black drummer who played double bass, who played that rock double bass style. Mm. And I was doing that, and it was quite naturally that I fell in place. When Ernie and Ice asked if I wanted to join the band, I didn't hesitate. Mm. I was like, Yeah. I mean, it sounded like a lot of fun. You know, so, so what was it like meeting Ice T? Oh, Ice is cool, man. He's he's just he's he's he's, he's a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll tell tell it like it is, uh, um, and uh, you know, no frills, no this, no that. It's just straight up. Like this is what's going on. And, yeah, he's, and this, he's, this was after New Jack City and oh yeah, all that, all that definitely. Okay. This was back in 1994. 
95, so we're around there. Okay. <clears throat> That's when I joined Body Count. Now, what was the experience like touring with them and going on the road? And... Yeah, it was... Uh... Were you a part of their... Did they make any records? Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, did one record with them. Can't think of the name of it right now. Mm. Um, but uh, And I've got one song on the record. So yeah, we would we would write together. We would uh, get in that studio and just we pretty much just live at the studio and just start writing writing songs. Mm. That's what we do. And you know, Ice at this point um, was um, I think maybe about a year after I joined the group, he got the gig with Dick Wolf and um, Law and Order. And he's like, fellas, you know. Uh, you know, we not we not, we might not be touring all all year long. We might just be touring in the summer because I got to take this gig. Dick Wolf offered to me. I'm going to take it. So that's his day job. He figured he'd do that. He uh, he let us know, and uh, we're like, cool. Yeah, do what you got to do. Since. You know, he's been there ever since. I think they're in their twentieth something year. Wow. So uh, you know, but uh, you know, man's got to do what a man's got to do. So at that point, you were like, okay, that's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. We're still playing. I mean, we're, Oh, you're still playing? Yeah, we're still doing it. You know, we were writing during the year, and then when Ice was off, we would go tour, and they're still doing that today. Uh, you know, I think just this last last year, they were all doing some a couple of tours just mm-hmm. during the summer of August, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so um, I did that for quite a long time. I think, God, up until, tw- I don't know, up until I decided to change gears. Now, when you switched from rock, now what got you back into doing, um, you know, when you got to working on your album? I know I'm just maybe skipping some years. Yeah. In between that. Yeah. So you know, after Body Count, you know, I, you know, I just started trying to. Well, for one, what album were you on that the song came out on that you was a part of? You know, the name of that album? Yeah. Let me pull it up. Um... Tunes called uh, just so that you know people that are listening that are like, oh yeah, we well, you know I heard about I had that that body count album. Like, you know, yeah. Find out which what's what. Yeah, let me see if I can remember that. Damn, I'm glad you all are tuned in to Lounging with Skip. This is episode. Um, don't know yet, but okay. So yeah. So yeah. So this is the Violent Demise album. It's from what now? It's called Violent Demise. Violent Demise. Yeah, The Last Days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's on that album. It's on that record. And the name of the song is Violent Demise. Uh. Well, that's, hey, well, that's, uh, okay. So on that album, the name of the song is called. Well, let me see. The tune I co wrote mm-hmm. uh, is called. Dang it. Yeah, you should have reminded me, man, before you <laughs> no, don't ask me all these questions, man. This was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, well, look, well, look, well, look. I'll, I'll, I'll you text you You were on the Body Count album. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, it came out. That, it that's was successful. Right. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, so after that happened, that album came out, you all were doing, you know, tours. Then what switched gears? What happened next where things, things switched? Uh, Once Ice decided to take that um, gig with Dick Wolf, with the, with the uh, Law and Order gig, things slowed down. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I had to, you know, figure out what I needed figure to do. So I, you know, I went back to my roots, my jazz roots and stuff. I was I was gigging around town, playing okay. with a lot, lots of different people. Regardless, regardless. Okay. So 
I decided to just put on my own stuff. Over the years, I've been writing my own music, and it's been on, on my little recording, my only, my own, my little, uh, God, those, what did I have? Like a little four, four track? Four track, little okay. eight track. So I decided after a while to just put all the stuff together and put a record together. Mm-hmm. So um, it was smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. That, that's the one that came out? Uh, yeah. Yeah, self-titled. Self-titled record that came out seven years ago. Mm, seven years ago. Yeah. So and that's called Otis Hayes III. Yeah, that's, that's a self it. self-titled record. Okay, and that that's a good now that's a good album because I remember when you gave me a copy of that yeah. album and I, I was bumping that album. This was back in 2011. Yeah. I was playing that album. Yeah. For a good week. The CD in the car. Yeah. So that's like a soft jazz. Now, yeah. that, now, now that that album was on soft jazz it's radio stations, radio stations yeah. uh-huh. all, all across yeah. the world. The wave right. all across the world. Yeah, a lot of internet radio, but yeah, it had world world play everywhere. So okay, so you were receiving, uh, you were getting royalties. Royalties. I still get royalties from that, right? Mm. Yeah, from so that. You, get, you know the royalties. Okay, so when you got to, you know, you. With that, that was the first project that you worked that you worked on for yourself to really get into the business right. side of things. As a writer, as a songwriter, as a and writer, just to get in there, yeah. And actually be like, okay, well, how can I, you know, um, uh, you know, gain as much money residually as I can from my own work? Absolutely. To the fullest. Yeah. And that's where the idea popped in your head to say, you know something? <laughs> Maybe I need to go into entertainment and work this business for other people the same way I worked it for myself. Hmm. And that's where you had the thought of becoming an entertainment lawyer? Well, that's how that... well this is how it happened. Okay. I, was, I was coming home from a gig, San Diego, hmm. uh, playing a wedding. Okay. Still had my little uh, tuxedo sh- sh- on, my tuxedo suit on, mm-hmm. and driving back with my little $250 in my pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this it for me? Mm. Is this... Is this where it ends? I mean, I gotta figure out. I can't just be doing this all the time. I gotta. So you were doing gigs as, at weddings, weddings, you know, corporate gigs, gigs around town, and you know, a little change here and there, and it just wasn't wasn't going anywhere for me. It was it wasn't satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, I had a child at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter was born, and I I needed to look at you know my future mm-hmm. and, and her future. Mm-hmm. And try to see if we can, you know, make sure I had some money for college for her and this and that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just hit me. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I should get on the other side of the business. I mean, that's not as an entertainer, but maybe a manager, an agent, or something. Mm-hmm. So I just said, well, hell, let me just do entertainment law mm-hmm. because what what um, piqued my interest was when we got signed when when civil right had dealings with um with with some labels and what have you and then I was in another band that had some dealings with labels we were called Seven's Door what kind of it what was, kind of dealings uh we had uh we had a memo deal uh with Capitol Records mm-hmm. it was seven guys um the the band was called Seven's Door uh it was pop it was pop music i guess soul soul R&B pop um the, uh, the, the three singers in the group were fabulous. These guys were two twins, uh, uh, Troy and Todd, and uh, one other cat named Michael. These three guys, they were the backup singers for... Um, um, uh, uh, I'll get that name in a minute. But uh, 
these guys are fabulous. So we put this band together and we had, you know, fabulous musicians and we got a deal at Capitol Records mm. and it fell through. But during that dealing, watching what the, the, the lawyers, you know, the, the, the detraction that they had and the, the, the work they did and how they just uh, uh, appeared to me uh, was was attractive to me. I was mm. like, man, that that sounds like something, uh, you know, that, that I would like to do. Be able mm. to help people, you know, no, negotiate deals and 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 kind of know the business and guide guide young bands and what have you. Mm. Uh, so I figured when I was driving home that night, I was like, man, maybe I should just just be go to law school and be an entertainment lawyer. It just it just popped, popped my head. You know, I, I we don't have any lawyers in my family. There's nobody. There's no. You know, I my uncle was a doctor. Uh, my my other uncle was a, a preacher, but we didn't have any any lawyers in the family. So, but I decided to do that, and I started the path to law school. At that on that day. And that day. And do you remember when that that path started? With okay, first I need to figure out how to get into law school because mm. I didn't graduate from college. Mm. So I had to figure out, okay, you know, I, I probably should get my undergrad first, mm. finish it. Mm. So that's what I did. Mm. I went to CSUN, Cal State University, Northridge. Wow. Did about a year and a half with this uh, with a discipline called Music Industry Studies. Gotcha. Which was perfect. It was a launching pad into yeah. the legal side of the business, the administrative wow. side of the business, all right? Licensing, copyrights. So you, so you were able to transfer your credits from the other school yeah. and all that? Yeah, everything from North Texas credit uh, uh, transferred over. So I only had about a year and a half to do. Mm. Did that. Then I took the LSAT, Law School Admissions Test. Uh, That was a struggle. Mm. It was a struggle all the way. Just even going back to school to finish my undergrad was a struggle. So, um, but I did it. And I stuck with it and um, uh, took the LSAT. um, Took some coaching lessons and classes to just try to master that exam. And I got a decent enough score to get into law school. I went to the University of uh, West L.A., um, and uh, it was a great school. It catered to uh, more mature uh, students and people in, that were already established in their jobs that, that wanted to go back to school to get a law degree. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it was it was easy for me because they had two campuses, and it was easy for me to, uh, you know, take classes either during the day or at night. So they had night classes and day classes. Um, but you know, when I when I applied to the school, I thought I was going to learn entertainment law. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm here. I want to be an entertainment lawyer. <laughs> Little did I know, once I got up to that big mountain, you need to learn. They teach you the law, mm-hmm. all of it, mm-hmm. all 14 subjects. So, <laughs> so I didn't know that, but I figured, okay, I'm here. I got in. Uh, I'm just going to go to law school and get my law degree. Wow. So. Uh, so it's much more than just entertainment. It way law. much more. <laughs> mm. It was the law. So fourteen subjects. Wow. Yeah. How long of a, how long was it so for school? That was how long. I did it in four years. Four years. You could do it in three, but I I wanted to take my time and do it in four. Four years in law school. Yeah. So after you did four years in law school, now it's ready to take the bar. You end up taking the bar exam past that past that uh, that was a struggle mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna lie it took a few times to do it so Absolutely. when something is pushed to demand yeah 
to, to get that, then you go through the struggle and you're forced to make it through. Absolutely. No matter what. No matter what. And that's, you said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. You had no I, choice. But I had no choice through. but to push through. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well so, said. So you pass through. Pass through. And then, then what? Then, um, got to get a job. <laughs> Gotta get a job. So, uh, so even that was a task. That was a task. Okay. You know, but the big hurdle of it was already getting licensed. That was it. I was cool at that point because mm-hmm. people don't ask you how many times did you take the exam right. or whatever. Are you licensed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, you know, most of these larger firms they hire from out of the bigger schools, mm-hmm. um, the Stanford's, the USC's, UCLA's, the you know the Berkeley's, things of that sort, mm-hmm. Hastings. Um, <clears throat> So, um, I, the school was reputable. It was a California uh, uh, bar exam, bar bar um, school, mm-hmm. uh, meaning <clears throat> um, once you graduate from the school, you can practice law in California, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to uh, graduating from an um, ABA school. You can sit on a bar of any other the, uh, of the state of the union. Okay, okay, that's the difference, which is fine. I, I wanted to practice law here in California. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Uh, it's a reputable school, but it doesn't match up to the bigger schools. So when these law firms are taking applicants and taking candidates, mm-hmm. they're looking at you know the people that, that do that have the higher grades, right. and they're looking at the schools where they're coming from. Right. So it was difficult for me to just to land a job in a major firm. Mm-hmm. So after a year or so, just trying to put out hundreds of resumes and mm-hmm. trying to get get you know uh, interviews, I just decided to hang up my own shield, my own. Um, Hang up my own uh, uh, sign, mm. law offices of Otis Hayes, mm. and just start going. I got my own E and O insurance, and uh, and you create your own opportunities. Yeah, I just created my own opportunities and start getting out there and meeting other attorneys, going to as many uh, events as I can, just to network, um, shadowing people, doing a lot of appearances for other attorneys. A lot of attorneys can't be in two places at one time, so they need an attorney to go and make an appearance in court mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. uh, argue a motion or do whatever. So I did a lot of appearance work. Mm-hmm. That got me out there meeting lots of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I, I bumped into a couple of people that eventually hired me on a contract basis. Mm-hmm. So I was working for, uh, for some of these attorneys on a contract basis, working with their on their cases, and uh, as well as working on my own cases I start getting clients when I first got licensed I put out a letter to all my friends of course at this point my Rolodex my in my phone I've got a thousand musicians that I know so I sent everybody hey I'm, I'm a licensed attorney I, I'll you know call me if you, with any help you need with any entertainment transactions or whatever and I gave them the areas of law that I work well I got calls back so I started Helping my friends, mm. uh huh. Hey, Otis, man, could you check out this contract? Yeah, they want. I got this publishing deal, but they want this and blah blah blah. Could you negotiate this for me? Sure. So it started there. Mm. So I started doing all that. Well, my, you know, my friends are not only in music; they have lives. They have apartments. They have cars. So someone would call me about a landlord t- tenant issue. Mm. He's getting kicked out of his apartment. Otis, help. Me. So mm. okay, sure. Let's, 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 you know, let me give you some assistance in this wrongful eviction. Another buddy of mine is like his car. He bought a brand new car, and, or not brand new, it was used car, but, you know, the engine falls out, right? Mm-hmm. So I find myself doing lemon law. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so, so that. So, and that's why going to school, learning all law. Oh, you have to, yeah. It opened it all up, not just focused on one type of law. Yeah, no, you don't focus until you start practicing. The state bar uh, requires that you have to be proficient in enough areas of law right. to even be be licensed. Right. You start focusing once the the, the client comes and, and that that area starts. You start working mm. that particular area. So, right. Right. so that that's what. So, I, I I thought I would try to force my focus in entertainment because mm-hmm. I already knew yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. I knew copyright licensing. I knew the industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that I started that lane, and but these other lanes opened up with lemon law and landlord tenant issues, and <laughs> quite frankly, my very first case it was a five day jury trial. Uh, my client was was suing the Los Angeles Community College districts for age discrimination. Mm. That was I was like baptism by fire. I was just thrown into it, mm. and uh, so. But I don't. I'm not doing any uh, constitutional law right now or any you know um, discrimination cases. But that was my first case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you've enjoyed what it is that. You, so you, are you happy with the decision that you made? Man, I I'm ecstatic. I, I've yeah. been on cloud nine since I passed the bar. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, now, right, because this is what you aimed for. Yeah. From from something going from an idea. Yes. To an actual action. Yes. That's occurring now. It's a daily part of your life. It's it is my life, and I love it. I, I I'm able to, um, I see the traction I have now mm-hmm. that and the the the, um, the abilities I can uh, I have to to help. Mm, help others. Others, because uh, because it's one of those things that everyone needs some type of situation. Everyone needs some type of help when it comes to something that they're dealing with in their own particular life that deals with law. Absolutely, you know, especially when you're out here in the world and you're dealing with other people. And like you said, car issues, you know, landlord issues, yeah. music issues, you know. Uh, Marriage issues, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case Absolutely. may be, yep. you're you're available for it all. Absolutely, that, that's the blessing. Of, like you said, you didn't know that when you got into law school, but they schooled you on that to where when now when things like this come about, you're able to handle them. Yep, and not just be, you know, focused on one thing. And that's the blessing of it. And that is, and, and if it if if it is an area that I don't focus on that that I know nothing about, I simply refer that person to, to another else. another attorney that I know. It's kind of like what we were speaking on. I was telling you at, at you know earlier, as far as like you know, if someone comes to me asking for music for some beats or whatever, I may not have them. Right. That doesn't mean I'm, I should turn it away. Right. Let me point him in the right direction to get that. Absolutely. And it worked, and it, you know, it happens to. So, where do you see yourself going from from here? Uh, I want to continue working. Right now, I'm working at a at a firm in Glendale. Um, uh, with the, uh, at a little boutique firm with uh, uh, attorney John Peterson um, and it's mostly personal injury, some family law, some Im- immigration and um, it has a little bit of everything okay. um, I like working there, working with him um, I'm doing a lot a lot of different things at the office writing motions, arguing cases, uh, doing discovery and um, yeah, dealing with opposing counsels and dealing with clients, um, so it's it's a lot of a lot of different different variety there mm-hmm. in this office, which I like. Mm-hmm. I see myself later, you know, building my firm, developing the law offices of Otis Hayes, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I'm, I'm they, they call a baby lawyer. You know, if I'm that sounds lawyer. like a lawyer name. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That sounds like a lawyer name, man. What's that? Otis Hayes. Okay. Man, that sounds like the law well, offices of Otis Hayes. Well, it is. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a for real, like, damn, like, okay, Otis Hayes. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. It has a certain certain ring to it. I'm glad you like that yeah. ring. Yeah. 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 So that, you know, I that, I see myself uh, cultivating that, moving that forward, mm-hmm. getting getting to the point where I can actually hire staff and, and get, I'm working on my own right now and my... Uh, home office, but I, I, I plan to branch out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, any uh, up and coming words for or in words of encouragement to anybody out there that is interested in becoming a lawyer, entertainment lawyer, um, at that? Um, is there anything any encouraging words you would, could give them? Yeah. First, start out with the word entertainment. Uh, you know, whether it's music, film, or TV, um, be a fan. Don't stop being a fan and go out there and, and get experience with the people putting out the product. Know the music, know the film, know that, you know, be a fan of what, what these people are doing. Uh, so you're able to, to reach them and, 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 and know what, what they want. It was easier for me because I'm, I'm a musician. And I kind of know what my clients are looking for, what they want, what, what, what they're looking to understand. My, 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 uh, uh, I, my, I really strongly recommend that if you're going to get into entertainment law, um, really know the artist, know the material, go to the shows, um, hang out at the studio, um, you know, go hang out where they hang out. So they should, you know, and, and also with that, understand certain, the basics for themselves, like publishing. That's a whole nother, yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that's without being said. Obviously, I mean, that's, that's they, they need to give that legal advice. They, they have to know the law. They have to know that. Know your copyright law. Know, you know, know, know the, the industry, the customs and usage in the industry, the, uh, the paradigms, <clears throat> which is constantly changing right now thanks to technology. Um, the industry, the music industry, simply just flipped on its face from when I was growing up. It's a totally different um, paradigm. Mm-hmm. Uh, streaming, all that. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. Um, artists don't make as much uh, revenue um, from from their products anymore because because of the streaming, because of the, the the file sharing and all this, and you have less control of your product, and it's just flying out there. It's a wild, wild west right now. And deals are all over the place. There's no set deal. They're starting to, you know, you got this big 360 deal that the artists are getting, you know, the labels can't, they're not there to make the record anymore because people make their records on their own. They're, right. they're in their own studios. You yourself, you're, mm-hmm. you're putting beats together. You have, you're working on your fifth album. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you don't need a label to do that, but right. you do need a label to put to get you out there. You right. do need a label to, to push your product. Right. And so basically that's what they do. They're advertising agencies, basically. They're, mm-hmm. They manage your project and they will since they're doing that what they're going to do is get money from everything you do 360 degrees of of things that you do in your industry they're going to take a piece of mm-hmm. and it's called a 360 deal mm-hmm. uh whether it's a tv appearance mm-hmm. whether it's a parade you know whatever yeah, everything, uh, uh, everything. they're going to dig in your pocket from whatever you do you, they own your name your likeness period mm-hmm. 
So that's the difference today. Before it was like the record companies get money from the records, not mm -hmm. from you doing the Jay Leno show or right. you know. So Jimmy Fallon, no. Mm -hmm. So but nowadays that's just a whole other story. Mm -hmm. Um. So if anyone needs your assistance, how can they reach out to you? Um, you can email me or call my office. Give me a call at 818-921-6847. It's my office number, 818-921-6847. Or simply email me at uh, otis.hayes.esq at gmail.com. Okay. So, Say it one more time. Uh, email me at otis, O-T-I-S, dot Hayes H A Y E S dot E S Q as an Esquire at gmail dot com. Feel free to give me a call. I'll be glad to chat with you. And make sure you have a budget. Make sure you have a budget. <laughs> you know, I'm all in the helping, but you know, you I know, do have to make a living. You know, you know what I'm saying? For, yeah. for, for, for those consultations. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, the 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 first consultation is free. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'll chat with you, but uh, yes, okay. be glad to help. Hey, you know what, Otis, man, yeah. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful, man, that, that I was able to sit with you, or that yeah. you know you sit in lounge, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? And, and just to be a part of the podcast, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, this is, it's a growing um, podcast.